I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, what's up? This is Levins, and I'm just going to let you know before we start the episode that this episode of Hey Fam is brought to you by me. That's right, me and my many podcasts. Angus, how many do you listen to? Of yours or in pod general? Uh, just podcasts in general. I listen to no podcasts. I've actually uh, got a podcast fatwa at the moment. Well, how, how many of my podcasts do you listen to? Are we in one together? Because <laughs> I don't <laughs> listen to that. I look, I download them all. That's all, that's, all I I yeah. that's all I care about. Like, that's all I care about. Those stats. I'm, I'm, I'm barely listening to my, uh, my wife talk to me. These and the kids, you know. <laughs> I'm so tuning out. I'm, uh, we're about to record an episode of Hey Fam, which is one of five podcasts that uh, I record throughout the uh, year. But In this Wyoming week, exclusively. That's right. We, we go to Wyoming once a week and we get a deadline. It's a Friday afternoon and we go, look. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. This is for you. We do seven topics per uh, podcast and we punch it out and we invite Jonah Hill to every single listening party. So we this make w- merch for every episode. This week I'm putting out a new episode of every one of my podcasts, which yeah. includes new episodes of Hey Fam, mm. Serious Issues, the comic book podcast, um, Old Raps, which is my music podcast, The Mitchin, my food podcast. Back from the dead. Triumphal Return, first episodes since August last year. Yeah. Uh, you put that in the microwave and heated it up, didn't exactly. you? Exactly. That's, that's, that's how all good food is term. cooked. <laughs> uh, and finally, um, All the Small Games, um, yeah. which is... Uh, Blink-182 podcast about uh, the game, the pickup artist book, and exactly. it's using Blink lyrics to pick up women, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> um, so if you would like to hear any of those podcasts, if, you, if you're even slightly interested, this is the week to do it because not only has a new episode of each of those podcasts come out um, on one day this week, uh, I've put out three so far this week, this will be the fourth. This is Thursday right now, and it's going up pretty much after we record, isn't Exactly, it? yep. That's some wild shit. That's some real-time podcast. We're, we're essentially going live. You've just got a slight delay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've got one more coming out tomorrow. Old Raps comes out tomorrow. It's a Neptune special. It's amazing. So you've been working on this one for a while, haven't you? Yeah, it's a long time. In you're the not bank. just going to do one of these and just do it and then <laughs> send it live, right? Like you're working on that one. This one's been like stewing away for months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 some might say it's my magnum opus of Old Raps, the podcast. I'm excited. And this is the week to listen to them all because there's a secret message at the start of every episode. I have listened to this part though. Um, I have actually yeah, yeah, when it, you mentioned it the other day. I just thought it'd be like a cool like little fun secret thing to give away, rewarding people who at least listen to the first two minutes of each of the podcasts. It's Nick Fury. That's it. I'm going to spoil it now. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and, uh, and, and, and put, puts me on the, the nerd network yeah and i'm yeah, like yeah. oh man if it was not, last not, not week, this week. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah so at, at the beginning of every episode i put i've given a a, 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 a new part or yeah. a, of, of a secret code if What's you will today's? well today's word is slash slash okay so I, i'm interested to see where this one heads it's either about guns and roses or it's part of a web address or also a kevin smith tweet 
Oh, true. It's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> uh, so yeah, today's secret word is slash. When you put all the secret words together, they'll form something that will get you even more content from me this week. Wow. Uh, so yeah, but please go listen to... You'll have um, to tell me about this off mic. I will. Serious issues. So it's uh, actually a real plan. It's a real thing. Oh, cool. I thought it'd be like an extra fun thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah, so serious issues, um, uh, old raps. YouTube.com all the slash small PewDiePie <laughs> slash <laughs> Nazi rant. <laughs> and the Mitchin all back this week. Please go check them out if you uh, find yourself with some spare time yeah. and want to hear extra me this week. Hear, hear, hear a man's voice. And this is good for all you science students out there. Listen to a man's all voice degrade over four days. All you, t- all you uh, doctors, your ENT uh, specialists. <laughs> Those who are studying right now, listen to a man's voice erode and degrade over four days of um, recording. Like the banks surrounding an ocean. Like the banks of Wall Street. <laughs> we must stop. Uh, my favorite Wall Street thing was when um, Jay-Z, uh, extremely out of character and tone deaf, which is weird, uh, <laughs> made shirts that said, um, Occupy All Streets. And, right. it was, and just started showing up to like, Jay-Z, you are the 1%. Yeah, it was amazing. Just did not read the room. Didn't read the room. I mean, like I said, strange and out of character for Jay-Z, but uh, just didn't know, didn't really know what was going on in reality. Angus, thanks so much for allowing me uh, this ad space in, uh, in, your, in, your, in your podcast. Fine. I appreciate it. You got my bank dates. Of course. Uh, you've every, uh, this is a, no, this is actually an ample time to talk about Patreon while we're talking. Uh, let's get all money business out of the way. Okay. Um, Patreon. What you is know, it? What is it, Angus? Patreon's a website where you can assist your favorite creators make their dreams a little better and make their pillows a little softer at nighttime or harder if they're into memory foam pillows. Because what you will do is for a small monthly subscription fee, uh, you can uh, give us money on the HeyFam Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash HeyFam. And there are different tiers you see. If you are someone who has very deep pockets, perhaps you will go for a higher tier. What does it get you? I don't know. Have a look at the site. But I'll tell you one thing you will get. You'll get satisfaction knowing Levin's children are eating. <laughs> you'll get satisfaction knowing my cat is a little healthier than normal. Satis- there taking a, a pee on fresh kitty litter once a week? Once a week, live. Uh, How often do you change that kitty litter? Uh, almost every other day. All right. You have to. Well, my cat, my cat's very particular. She's very uh, <laughs> you said very, You're very regular. Uh, she's a very regular cat. No, uh, look, you can join. We have a special chat, a secret chat. We have a secret Facebook page. Um, we also have bonus episodes, bonus content that uh, you won't get anywhere else. We've got a wild one working at the moment, which is where we're already uh, sharing some blueprints about it. It is not Jay-Z related because I said blueprint for some reason. However, it is Kanye West related. Uh, we'll be doing our 10 favorite Kanye West tracks. That's five each. Yeah, uh, timely, just because he's, uh, you know... He's, well, he would have finished his five album run by then. Yeah. So it's good timing. And I, I wonder if any of those will show up in our, in our top 10. There's a few that are niggling me there. I've got a huge playlist at the moment, which I'm having some very tragic... Uh, I love all my children the same, but then really... Maybe as an extra incentive... We put up can, the big playlist. You can share that, that your, your Kanye about, favorites uh, yeah, playlist. Yeah, I was thinking about that, actually. Patreon chat this I was, uh, was going to think about that. Here's another thing. Um, I'm thinking... I actually know that's more of a... I don't want to destroy the illusion of uh, podcasting. I'll say that one off air. <laughs> okay, great. Looking forward to hearing that after the show. Yeah. Um, but Angus, we haven't actually started the show. No, this, this is, is... still the ad. This is some real, like... Wow, this is some real podcast from uh, the US shit, isn't it? We're just talking... I don't even know where the podcast or sponsored uh, editorial begins anymore. No one does. No but one it's does. patreon.com slash heyfam. Kick us a couple bucks. Uh, support the show if you like it and get access to a whole bunch of extra shit we've recorded yep. exclusively for the, for the fam. Yeah. Um, the and, fam are uh, very strong. I think like they like each other more than the podcast. 
True. This chat group, you know, they've uh, they've, they've denounced the podcast, <laughs> and now they're just friends. <laughs> they're and just I friends. Think, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. But just keep downloading. Like we want the hits. Okay. Thank you so much for a great ad, Angus. Yeah. Um, enjoy your hey fam. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, the guy who feels everything he says is so important that he's got six podcasts to his name. And you're listening to Hey Fam, another podcast he's trying to get his elbow inside of, man. Spread his voice around like a virus. Yeah. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is Angus. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about and reviewing Incredibles 2, the latest movie from Pixar. That's right. Uh, uh, and keeping things in the house of mouse as well. Uh, talking I, about I was about to say, I, I refuse to be on this podcast until someone refers to the Walt Disney Company as the house of mouse. That's, yeah, that, that, <laughs> or the mouse house. That's, that, that, I have a, a filter on my television that whenever the Disney logo comes up, it gets changed to... House um, of mouse. Yeah, in, uh, in, in uh, just the chalk font. Yep. What's it called, like Chalk Duster? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a great font. It's up, it's up there with it's your um, your Comic Sanses. Your Papyrus. Your papyr- Papyrus. Papyrus. No, it's Papyrus. Uh, well, we'll leave that one up to the uh, <laughs> to, to uh, J- James Cameron, director of Avatar, who decided to end his trillion-dollar movie with the Papyrus font. He did too, didn't he? Yeah, he's a fucking maniac. He's down in the ocean. No, he doesn't know what the font scenes are like up here. He's too busy in that... Marinara Trench. What's well, funny you should mention Avatar, Angus, because that is just one of the many franchises that were this morning acquired by well, Disney. No, they put in a higher bid. I thought it was accepted. It's not accepted. It's they've just put in a higher bid, and now I guarantee you Comcast will come back with one. Basically, Fox is going to walk away with I reckon a hundred billion dollars. I thought that, Walt Disney put up a trillion. I th- sorry, I thought the House of Mouse put up a. Um, <laughs> sorry, Walt who? <laughs> Walt whom's? Um, put up a, like an actual. I was looking at this like ten minutes ago. I, I believe check. you. I, I'm, I'm ready. I to think be it's wrong. just people not reading headlines, which is what you and I have basically done for 120 episodes. No, people just reading headlines. No, I read like an actual. Uh, CNN breaking news: 20th Century, First Century Fox. No, Disney raises bid to buy most, topping Comcast. So it's just a bid. Like it's not. Signed. All right. Okay. The Walt Disney Company signs amended acquisition agreement. So that doesn't mean it's gone through. I don't think so. It means basically, oh, we'll up our price now, and then it's up to Fox's board members to agree. Right. Okay. Sure. For seventy-one point three billion in cash and stock, half cash, half stock. That's the way I do business. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I'm listening to a podcast at the moment about the GameCube era. Oh wow! um, After I I learned that. uh, you know when they were, there was Nintendo was struggling to uh, kind of get third party on when board. Nintendo so was struggle rappers, yeah. <laughs> Shiggy and Reggie. But they, they had to buy their own studios basically to make games, and one of them was Retro. Yes, and I Retro. Know about this. They acquired Retro Studios during yeah. the GameCube era in the early two thousands for one million dollars American. How much are they worth now? Um, well, to put in, I, I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you is that um, you don't want to tell me, or you don't know Rare Studios, which a lot of people refer to Retro as kind of replacing. The new rare, yeah, yeah, um, but. Obviously, they're not as prolific as, uh, as, as Rare were back in the day, but no. um, Rare Studios, um, during that same era, um, half of Rare sold to yeah, a Nintendo. new buyer because yeah. Nintendo, it was like their, you know, their, their contract ran up with Nintendo and Rare were able to explore other options. Yeah. And uh, they went to, they, there was a big bidding war between Activision and Microsoft. Right. Do you want, want to know what Microsoft paid for half of Rare? A uh, billion dollars. Three, $3.375 million. That's crazy. Compared to Retro's $1 million Yeah, that's wild. It's crazy. And now, arguably, Rare make the shittest games. And like, it's not even Rare. That investment hasn't paid off for Microsoft at all. No. Whereas... Uh, 
retro that now that that's retro good. is like you know one of the most like what the fuck are retro doing like yeah they've become like hype. one of the most beloved developers to the point where i had dreams about <laughs> retro games which i told you about anyway uh a, a lot more money has gone into uh, this uh, potential buy out yeah. of, of Fox from Disney. I mean, it's been rumored for years. I'd be curious to see what happens. I, it, I, my 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 um, outlook is like it will it will become Disney's, but I don't know if the bidding's done yet. Yeah, and like Disney, seen, I've actually like you know they, they detail what what this is this means for them this acquisition, and so much of the press release is spent going through their future streaming streaming plans. Yes. Um, and yeah. it is crazy that that is really going to be the, uh, such a big focus for now, that I company. I think that when they acquire 20th Century Fox, perhaps that also means they acquire Hulu, which is maybe why uh, the tech... It's part of Hulu. Part of Hulu. Yep. Maybe part of that streaming technology, whatever. Yeah, you, go and, you go out there. It's not that I don't read past the headline. It's that I don't understand past the headline. Look, I'm that first paragraph type of guy. I'm like, oh, I, I, I scroll to the bottom and I'm getting those dot points. I wait for Vox to, does an ex- to, to do an explainer video <laughs> and I'll watch 10 seconds of that. <laughs> And then I'll get someone to transcribe that for me. Um, I just recorded an episode of All the Small Games uh, two nights ago. That's and, right. Uh, John uh, listened to our E3 episode, our very long two and a half hours. It was two and a half hours. Episode. I noticed that yesterday when I was checking stats. We got lots of things wrong. And I said, baby, that's what happens when you uh, are us. Yeah, like, c- congratulations. We make fake news. That's fine. <laughs> and we also didn't get stuff wrong. We just got stuff that maybe wasn't that right. We conf- <laughs> you know, like that's a that's, great way to put it. Yeah, we weren't actually wrong. We weren't being malicious. We, we weren't spreading lies. We got things confused. We said different developers developing. Oh, different who things. cares? Yeah, John, who cares? Like, no one cares. <laughs> like, honestly, no one cares. It, like, it, you, be thankful we tried to guess the developers' names. So yeah, if anyone wants to go and listen to all the small games just to get like, like, is that really, a public roasting? Just, just to find out the things that John. So he actually goes on the mic. No, no, he didn't. Okay, it good. was off mic. But like, you know, we're, we're savage. You would have deleted it we're anyway. We're fucking savage. Yeah, you would have deleted it anyway. <laughs> For you? No, I would have left it in there. No, you would have deleted it so we look good. Oh, right, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't. I would. I'm, I'm, I'm all for like being savage to myself. Yeah, well, Trust no one, not even yourself. Yeah, you are a big That's fan my of old, that. My You're always motto. constantly pointing a gun at yourself in uh, the bathroom. <laughs> From behind my head. From behind your head. <laughs> Um, so part of uh, the, you know, of the, the big streaming uh, service that Disney... These coasters smell. We're recording at the uh, the sports bar, by the way, which I noticed has a new... There it is. Wednesdays, they do chicken roulette. This is uh, this, this could even challenge the, chicken the banquet. I know. Well, do you know that we a bunch of our listeners... Uh, so where we record sometimes is, is a sports bar in Sydney. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, full of TV screens... And uh, toxicity, but I'm not talking about the alcohol level. I'm talking about just the big nights. No, uh, everyone's welcome here. <laughs> and um, they, they offer a thing called the Manquit, which is yep. just a, 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 we, we, a I think castle, this was sponsored by the Manquit. A castle of disgusting food. and um, It's a lot of stuff, isn't it? And uh, a bunch of our listeners, um, some of whom from interstate, were in town for uh, the little Dum Dum Club. Um, uh, they made a pilgrimage. This is. Um, and, yeah, but the night before that episode, they all made a pilgrimage to the sports bar and had the Manquit together. Wow. So kudos to you, yeah. dear, dear fam. I mean, I would have loved to have seen the chefs pretend to act like people have ordered that before, <laughs> and uh, scrounge around and look at the like the, the ingredients. So, but the chicken thing—it looks like a you can pick the level. I'm, I'm going to walk over there. You, you, you can you can you can uh, narrate my walk over there. All right, I'll find out what chicken roulette is. Okay? All right, bear with us. So let me just put the mic down. He's doing your standard. Oh, he's doing a light jog. Uh, I guess to show everyone that uh, we mean business and there's nothing like dead air. From what I'm thinking, I'm seeing a heat rating down the bottom, but he's, he's now back to report. Is that a heat rating chart, I see? Angus. Yeah. For $35, 
you can challenge your wait, friends. Wait, wait, what day of the week is this? You mean right now Wednesday. I can do this? Okay. Wednesday, sorry. $35, you can challenge your friends to six fired up hot wings. And some of them are like, you know, regular spice. And then right. one of them is Super covered hot. in ghost chili. Now that means six each? Is that for two people? No, no, it's, it's six wings. And I guess like one, one of the six... You share your wings with with a, with a good friend. For instance, I would choose you. Thirty five dollars for six wings. I sure that you sure there's nothing oh, else. Oh, and beer. Oh, okay. A tower of beer. Right. Okay. Well, that 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 makes the deal sound a lot better. Yeah, you're right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for making the staff me are now watching us um, talk about their ads and they're laughing. I don't know if they think that they think that we're getting kickbacks. It's like they're, they're actually behind the bar now laughing it's at like us while we read a menu. <laughs> it's like really endearing. <laughs> I think they think we're like. <laughs> kind of on the like, just a we're, bit. we're the report of the week guy. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, we're taking on report of the week. We're like, I think they like now think that we're kind of fucked up. <laughs> I would wish that that would be a good video to do once a month. You and me dressing up in cheap suits and reviewing fast food. You say it like we don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would do anything to wear an ill-fitting suit and sit in a like a uh, front of a car, um, talking about Wendy's burgers review, fam. Those square patties. Um, anyway, um, the Disney acquisition. Um, yes. <laughs> so much of uh, of their like their press releases was about this streaming service, and they talk about like Disney and Pixar. And yeah, they're Star doing Wars. like exclusive movies for the service. Apparently, like, and we're not talking uh, low budget, rinky dink affairs. We're talking like we're talking about return the return of Jafar two. <laughs> talking about return of the Jafar three D. <laughs> Um, you know, obviously the big uh, draw card was is apparently the live-action John Favreau helmed Star Wars series. Yes, which we we know is in production at the moment, and we apparently assume starts shooting July. Right. Or it's it's already yeah yeah apparently it starts shooting fall this year. And we assumed alongside uh, that also in production was Episode Nine, yep. um, the new two D Resistance, Wars. which is the Dave Filoni led, who obviously is the brains behind Star Wars Clone Wars Star Wars Rebels and a lot of people uh, see as like one of Star Wars a lot of Star Wars fans are very pro Filoni and would like pro to pro Filoni they're that, very pro Filoni I like to have pro Filoni on, on a sandwich me too I like uh, nothing like uh, some, some uh, melted pro Filoni on heat uh, a lot of angry men children too are calling for him to be the person who kicks Kathleen Kennedy out and take, you know it's one of that shit it, uh, he's not a business person he's a, he's a story creator but yeah he's 2D helmed uh, series Resistance which uh, features the voices of Gwendolyn Christie and Oscar Isaac which is great yeah cool about a young pilot, I think maybe a first order pilot who joins the resistance. Oh, it's set in a different time period to anything it's else. It's pre so far, the Force Awakens, which is totally like do more with that time period. We that's have exciting. That's thirty three years. There's more time that passes between. Episode six and seven, then episode three and four, right? And there's so much media about what happened between three and four. So much. Maybe I can see why. Maybe we're waiting for some. I can see why it's off limits until nine is done. Sure. There's probably some uh, story beats or some uh, Some maybe some reveals. Maybe some certain parents. uh, But I mean, after nine, I can't wait to see that era explored. And that's what John Favreau's series will be set seven years after Return of the Jedi. So there we go. That's another um, and all new characters. So speaking of that era between three and four, um, yes, we uh, after Solo, we knew that um, there were there were talks about the uh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett film, film. which I think I, I'm pretty sure we might have even spoken about on the pod. This stuff is moving so fast that one day you're reading something, one day you're not. I mean, we'll go into the culture of announcing things before they've been announced, and then also I guess the culture of people reporting stuff that hasn't been confirmed yet. There's been a lot of unconfirmed reports about. Uh, a Kenobi film, which was being made by the director of The Hours and Billy Elliot, 
which was apparently quite into production. And also, James Mangold was heavily rumoured and all but announced by Lucasfilm, much like the Kenobi film, to be directing a Boba Fett film. Now, keep in mind, none of these have ever been officially announced by Lucasfilm. Oh, I'm really? like, no, these are all been reports, which is why I'm like, grain of salt. Sure. We've got to have, like, the only projects to be officially announced by Lucasfilm are the John Favreau TV series, mm-hmm. Star Wars Resistance, the 2D animated series, the Brian Johnson helmed trilogy, not even directed maybe, but he's developing a trilogy that he might direct the what first What happened to that thing that we had Game, and of, the Game Thrones, of Thrones? Right, so these are the only official When's announcers. We don't know. They're we just developing a series of oh, films. Okay, sure. We don't know how many and right. we don't know. I reckon that's six years off at least sure. until we see anything. But they're the only pipeline announcements. Everything else, especially the standalone stuff, Rumors. never been confirmed, right. which I think is important to stress. Um, so this morning we woke up to the news that um, well Collider had a um, exclusive apparently, which again I'm not sure how exclusive it is if these things have never been confirmed, but the stories have been the Star Wars story subbrand or the stories that were in development um, about characters we already know about being Boba Fett and Obi Wan Kenobi are on indefinite hold, and the official line, which is not official, but the line is that uh, Lucasfilm will be focusing on one project at a time being episode 9 at the moment and all resources will be poured into that and one project at a time per medium so animation they're focusing on one animated series live action they're focusing on one live action series and film they're focusing on one film which initially just from that report despite going into my feelings about what I want out of stories or anything I think is a very smart approach have like I've been reading as I've said on the pod a lot of those um, art making of books one thing's in common everybody's dipping between different projects so they're like we took this concept from Jetta from Rogue One and we ended up using it here in um, sure. this. And there's a lot of, oh, this week I was working on The Last Jedi, but this week I'm working on Solo. And there was, I mean, not, I'm not saying that's a criticism, but one thing was apparent, there was uh, quite a few projects in the pipeline and people were like, I did two months here and then one month here. And maybe, the, I don't know. It's like you and I have spoken about, I mean, you could, if, if you got a dollar every time, especially I said this, you'd be kind of rich at the moment that we are really excited about when Lucasfilm and Disney start making Star Wars stories not about that dark time era. Exactly. And we've said that so many times and we've also said maybe this was a five-year plan or something to see, you know, we've got a trilogy out the gate, we also get some standalones and then we reassess how we do things rather than committing to this idea of a Skywalker movie every year and every other year a story. And we were both kind of saying we can't wait for them to get out of this like user testing beta period and really start making movies with new characters, new stories, totally. and new destinations. I mean, I'm all for a James Mangold-directed Boba Fett film, but I tell you what I'm way more for, a movie about a character who isn't Boba Fett, who could be like fucking 12 times cooler. Yeah, exactly. And just a new character in a new time setting. Like, that, to me, is so exciting. Definitely. I think that's exciting. Like, yeah, I totally I, agree with you. Um, the only thing that sours this a little is that, without spoiling it, that Solo, the Star Wars story, um, ends on somewhat of a cliffhanger. Well, here's the thing. We know Star Wars is such a mixed media generation machine oh, now. True. So there's no reason why that story can't be picked up elsewhere. Sure. But there's also no reason why this is true. And I still think we're going to see that unfold. I really do. Okay. I think my only... Before I get into it, I think Disney was seeing if they could kind of do a diet Marvel. Not three movies, two movies, four movies a year, but a movie a year. Yeah. And I think, and for the better, they've discovered... That Lucasfilm and Star Wars is not Marvel. Sure. The Star Wars movies are events. 
I mean, remember pre-episode seven. Just remember every bus stop. Remember every... Tri- oh, my God, totally. Everything. Every, every episode raises, of HeyFam. Every episode of HeyFam. Like, everywhere. And we've actually noticed a dilution in marketing from Rogue One to The Last Jedi to Solo. Like, we've seen this. Star Wars movies, I think, need to be events. I think... I was all for being like, yeah, you know, every new Star Wars movie that comes out, Star Wars, we, we spoke about this, it will become less special. It's just, it's what happens. The more there is of yeah. something, the less unique things are. I'm, I think I couldn't be re- more excited for episode nine, though. I reckon I'm more excited for episode nine than I was for episode eight. Oh, this is so exciting. We're seeing a guy who kicked off a, you know, kickstarted a brand new series and coming back into the fold to finish it. But I mean, is, but this is because I liked episode eight so much. Oh, likewise. I'm, I'm like, oh shit, what is Abrams going to take from? It's insane. I, I'm so happy they're pumping all resources, if it's true, into that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad, in a sense. My, my stomach didn't plummet when I read that news. It was like when you read the news that Colin Trevorrow has been kicked off nine. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, good. Like, I want them to slow down. And my only thing is, and I will say, Ewan's getting older and we are so primed. I would love a Kenobi movie five years' time when sure. we don't want it. When, we, when we're not expecting it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. When we've had a taste of like Resistance, the John Favreau series, then dip back into that time era and go like, oh, fuck yeah, Kenobi. Like, yeah, 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 I want to see that. And Han's not like, you know, Alden's kind of going to look that way for the next five, ten years at least. Like, we can get more appearances of Solo and Chewie's a guy in a suit. Yeah. Like, we can get those when they happen. And I'm fine for those things not to be delivered every year. I'm fine to be like, Surprise when they're announced. I, I think that's a very healthy way to approach it. And you're um, you're excited and keen for the the uh, the two TV, for the what? The TV prospects as well. Yeah, I mean Star Wars on the small screen. You know, it first happened with the Clone Wars. It totally worked. It was obviously that's aimed at a younger audience. Uh, Rebels, likewise, and Resistance. But live action, look, it's it's, it's risky. But um, there's a if you if you dive, do a deep dive on the the world Star Wars underworld the phrase Star Wars underworld it was a live action proposed series that was happening after um, happening after Episode three uh, there's some interesting uh, pieces out there and even Rick McCallum the producer at the time talking about it and they were really seriously Lucasfilm were going to make this TV series or exploring it every episode was like a million dollars minimum mm. John Williams did the score for every episode it was kind of crazy it was a they had um, Ronald D. Moore, who was the showrunner of Battlestar Galactica, one of the greatest, si- probably the greatest science fiction TV series at me, and <laughs> one of the most celebrated and unique ones. It was going to be like a darker take on that, the dark time between more three and four. More of a Babylon 5 guy. More of a Bab 5 guy here. Uh, more of a the, the Lex, I think it's called. Or, um, What's that one? I, I, it's, it's one for our Lex heads out there. <laughs> I think it's got a couple X's in it too. But it was going to be, you know, a lot of ideas from that period apparently of was sold. No, they were part of the Disney purchase, but I think that's where the Han Solo movie came from. Right. There was going to be an episode or a series arc about Han doing the Kessel Run, getting the Falcon. It was going to be based around crime and underworld families and people who are running, taking advantage of crime. And also that tie-in game was a part of it. Star Wars 1313. Oh, okay, well, sure. That, yeah. was, that was part of that universe. So it was like a grittier series. Um, I'm curious to see it happen. Look, if, Disney, if anyone's got the money, it's Disney, and I just don't want it to be a cheap knockoff imitation the fact it's in the hands of um john favreau i have faith yeah definitely i would just i would hate for you to feel the same way i did about the, the marvel, Netflix, series, marvel yeah. stuff um about your beloved star wars i mean we know already that that was fractioned and not helmed by kevin fieri guy fieri's marvel loving brother we know <laughs> that there was like a television division and sure to me that was already like a fractured um experiment yep. whereas this is all coming from the same place i think that, that 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 has me a little more excited that they won't like it'd be shit if they were in it and didn't mention like 
the Death Star or the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were just like, oh, you can't talk about they that. They just refer to it as the incident. The, like in, a, the like Endor a, incident. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. The New York, the, the, the Endor incident. And like, I, I'm glad that that's not going to happen. Yeah. But I'm also, what I'm most glad about is that the, it looks like perhaps there's been a realization that Star Wars can't be this in our faces all the time. And Star Wars is like, there's been more time without Star Wars than there has been time with Star Wars. You know what I mean? There's years and decades between series sometimes. I think that's important to remember. What's interesting though, there's been a, another report from a sketchy-ish, not sketchy but a Star Wars rumor site where it's drilled into some more detail and um, kind of shed some light on this. And I feel like, unfortunately, Solo, you know, I, I had a lot of fun with Solo. I, I've seen it three times. I, I think it wasn't a movie I wanted or anyone wanted, but it existed. I think it's unfortunately serving as an experiment for better or for worse. And what we've seen is uh, some more information's come out about this that says Lucasfilm wanted because people always say Disney make these movies. They don't. Disney bought Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm make these movies still and Disney distribute them. Yep. Lucasfilm pushed for this movie to come out December. They wanted to keep the December spirit alive. Right, but it was... Apparently uh, Disney said, no, you have to do it now. We've given you so much money to basically make the movie twice, which was always going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, you have to release it around Deadpool and the Avengers, which was hard. And, they, and then apparently a part of this conversation is also, or part of this rumor is, Disney said we're not going to like make it an event like the other Star Wars movies. Mm. Like we're not going to give you extra marketing or in-your-face marketing. Basically, and this is a huge problem with the 20th Century Fox purchase. Disney is competing against itself. They didn't want to take away from the Marvel Avengers impact, so they didn't give enough. Well, they didn't give as much money that they normally would to a Star Wars project to publicize. But, but they haven't got any Marvel movies coming out in December. So what was what's the rationale? I'm not too sure. That? I think there, there, there's the Mary Poppins, there's <laughs> Christopher Rob. No, I think they've got like that's all sorted. I'm not too sure why. I think it was, I like like I said, these are rumors. I didn't give reasons why, but I, I I've got. A, I took a screenshot. We should, of we should talk about like the the, the movies that, that that are coming out at the end of the year and what will potentially take. Yeah, in, Star in, Wars in addition. Place. Yeah, they said the Disney granted Lucasfilm the budget to make all the production changes, but with Solo, they had to make a May 25 release date. Um, in addition, Disney told Lucasfilm they would not let Solo interfere with their plans for Infinity War, meaning Solo would not get preferential treatment in marketing to make up for lost time due to its reshoots. Disney is in new territory, having bought so many companies and franchises, they are now literally competing with themselves. So, and another, uh, I don't know how true this is, they said uh, Disney after the failed Josh Trank, um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, etc., they're going to stop for a while with offering young, inexperienced directors movies, then firing them. And just go back to old men. Well, I read that and I was bummed. But then I'm like, Ryan Johnson is young and experimental. Yeah, true. Like, he made a looper before this. He's not young. I mean, he's the youngest Star Wars filmmaker by a long shot. Let's not give it... Like, let's see his trilogy. To me, that's going to be an experimental Star Wars experience. More so than giving Josh Trank... A, a character like a Boba Fett movie that that to me isn't that experimental or a risk. I mean, it's yeah. a risk because Josh Trank is fucking bonkers. <laughs> but I think to me, Ryan Johnson's a, a risk in a good way. Like yeah, he's totally. a, he's a like let's see what that ha- does. We've seen what that happens, and we already saw, and we love that risk. That was the most experimental Star Wars film. Totally, the most divisive, and and, and will influence JJ Abrams to do a much more experimental Star Wars film. Which JJ's, you know, first film, as beloved as it was, uh, was a criticism at the time, but now it's uh, apparently the best thing about it. It was the first Star Wars movie all over again. Yep. So I think I think people forgetting that Ryan Johnson is still a gamble, in a good way, and like let's just take it slow. Let's see what this trilogy does. Develop this trilogy. 
If, yeah, if, stop, if stop this, being Warner Brothers about it. Well, that's what I meant. This is that. Uh, this what I said. I'd love to. That, this is something we're seeing now, and we've spoken about this. The slate of films that people announce, almost like showing your hand before you, uh, before you go all in on a poker game, and just going, "Well, I've got all these movies coming." Like, it doesn't mean anything. Totally. But it, I think it's worth pointing out that none of these projects, Kenobi or Boba Fett, were ever announced officially. Right. They've never been officially announced. They've been like maybe the worst kept secrets, or maybe just ideas. And maybe like we've, you know, we've spoken about this before, the uh, internet and reporting on entertainment now is so insane that if a guy's like, oh, I walked past a studio and saw Boba Fett's helmet, that immediately translates to Boba Fett movie getting made. Whereas back in the day of like... Boba Fett movie now has loot boxes. Yeah, yeah, Boba Fett, uh, you'll have to unlock the movie by, yeah, by gambling. <laughs> but, you know, back then, uh, Hollywood could control their press... You know, they'd have variety or they'd have a, they could publish it and be like, we are developing this now. Yeah. So the culture has changed a lot. And maybe that's why people announce these things early to make sure, you know, they're obviously looking at viral reactions and they're obviously seeing real life reactions. But to put it bluntly, I think it's, I'm very happy with, if it's true, if Lucasfilm are going to focus one movie at a time and make Star Wars slightly more special again. I am a bummed that this solo film will be looked back upon as like a tarnish or a, where things went wrong. A misstep. Also, it's kind of just, again, it's just everyone, everyone needs to stop announcing things before they happen. And like, I want more Star Wars stories. I hope that sub-brand doesn't go away. I hope in a couple of years we get, maybe Ryan Johnson's trilogy will be Star Wars stories. I don't know. But once we get out of the episode Skywalker territory, it is new territory. I just don't want to lose that sub-brand because I think that was such a great way to have fun and Great. Well, it was supposed to be a great way to have some fun and tell new, exciting, riskier yeah, I, stories. I, th- I thought that it worked as, as a one-off thing, but not setting up future movies like what Solo did. No, no. I mean, you could, yeah. I like, mean, I, I like that Rogue One sets up the movies that already exist. Totally. But, yeah, I, I, don't, sh- I, don't, well, I don't need Solo it. also sets up the movies that already exist. It sure, ends with them I mean, going to Tatooine, and it, that's all we need. Like, sure. it does end with them going, let's go to Tatooine, and then, you know, obviously 10 or 13 years eclipses, and then they meet... Obi-Wan and Luke but we just we just I, I, it would be a shame to lose it would be a shame if there's only two Star Wars stories for the rest of these films like, sure. and it would be like oh that was a failed experiment I'd like Disney and Lucasfilm to see faith in the idea of one-off movies that aren't necessarily painting part of a larger, larger cinematic uh, portrait but maybe a part of a larger Star Wars portrait I don't think we'll see the end that subtitle's not going anywhere they spent too much time like making us believe in this idea of Star Wars stories. They just need to get riskier. They need to leave that time period. We need to, we need to get away from episode three and four for a little while. I agreed. Yeah. Thank you for your thoughts on that matter, Angus. What are you, th- what are your thoughts? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mostly agree with you. I mean, I, uh, I, I definitely think that, uh, that pacing things out and, and, and looking at it slowly, like, you know, I think Marvel, the MCU has changed the way studios act. Now I think it's forced be- people to like catch up when maybe they don't have, well, think that they have to catch up when they actually don't really have no. the vision or the um, the buy-in from the audience and also the expectancy. Like, we didn't used to get three Marvel movies a year. Totally. But you know it, what I mean? But it feels earned. Look, Of course it's earned, but I mean, look at phase one's um, rollout compared to... We're still going through phase three. It's like two and a half years. Feels phase three ends that. next year. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, now, yeah. And like, they've changed the goalposts, but I think... We're only looking at the last few projects when we talk about Marvel. We've really got to look at it as a whole. But no other studio should be trying to emulate what MCU does no. yet, especially Star Wars. No, and I think and I think hearing them admit that they're going to try and reel things back is is really really good news. I think it is. I I was like awesome. Like if, even if Solo didn't do 
if it didn't underperform like it has, I would still want this announcement. Me too. Here's the thing, Solo was, when you make a movie twice, <laughs> it's going to underperform. Yeah. It's, it's such a shame because I think that could have been such a... Also, when you don't market a movie as heavily, it doesn't, it's going to underperform too. Imagine Solo, the same movie, essentially. Well, not the same movie, but the, 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 this movie coming out in five years. I think it would have been a very different response. How about a sequel to a movie coming out in 14 years, Angus? Now, talking about people taking it slow... We're talking about another House of Mouse um, co-sign. Slightly more problematic behind the scenes at the moment. Uh, um, yeah, hopefully it will be resolved by the end of the year, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I think, I think it's looking that way. Uh, but we are talking, of course, about uh, the love child of Star Wars creator George Lucas and Apple head honcho Steve Jobs, uh, Pixar. Pixar's latest movie, The Incredibles 2, um, is the sequel to The Incredibles from 14 years ago, Angus. Bradley Bird, the only Bird <laughs> non-human director in uh, Disney's canon. He's also the only director. Um, and How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sole writer of... Uh, any of, Pixar film. Any, yeah. uh, he's on it twice now. He has. Did he write Ratatouille as well? No. I'm not sure. I don't not. think he wrote Ratatouille. That right. was, no, that was floating around forever and he fixed it up. I remember Ratatouille at one stage when it was first announced. Was, there were rumors because it was going to maybe be Pixar's first non-Disney film because oh, they had a five-film right, yeah, contract right, yeah, at yeah. that point. And apparently there was like, it's going to be scathing and the mouse is about Mickey. And I was like, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But ha- that was a movie. Like House of Rats. I mean, look, we're speaking about movies that... Um, you know, we've seen a lot of movies that have had problematic beginnings and they end up being a very different product. 
Pixar was king for that, actually. They wrote the book on it, you know, and it was one of the first companies that were exposed to movies, their, their ideas being very different to the end product. I remember Toy Story 2 was a director-video film right, at one stage, course, yeah. not made by Pixar. And Ratatouille was one. Um, Toy Story 3 was going to be a um, straight-to-video D- Disney movie at one point as well, yeah. That's what, like, you know, uh, we've had so many movies where the directors change halfway through. Like, did P- Disney pretty... pretty um, you know, it's not a new phenomenon to Star Wars with projects kickstarting and restarting. I mean, Brad Bird came in to do did you, Ratatouille. Did you, that was how much did you contribute to the to the Star Wars Episode Eight Kickstarter? What? Is there, there's a kick? No, no, you said, you said Kickstarter. Oh, right. No, sorry. I, I, you know, I get serious. I about out Star angus Wars. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, this, Pixar's always had this problem. Not problem, but they've been a company who have always been like, oh, a director goes off this project onto this project, and you know, it happened with Brave famously. When it was called, like, something else. Brave, one of my least favorite Pixar movies. Yeah, absolutely. I can see why. I mean, it's not, it's not because there's a woman in the lead. But, uh, you know, originally yeah, that was a woman director. You didn't have to say that. Now everyone's going to think that that's why you don't like it. It didn't feel like a Pixar film. That was why. It, it didn't feel like a Pixar film. It felt film. like, a, like, like a, when um, DreamWorks or, or another studio tries to do a Disney, Disney princess movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it didn't seem right. It was called The Bear and the Bow. That's right, originally. And that, that changed. Like... Um, Coco changed a lot from its idea like a lot of these movies uh, you know literal sketches that become very different products uh, so we're going to talk about Incredibles 2 um, and uh, if you want to go back and hear us do a very very early like, days early <laughs> days like, like our fourth episode thir- third or fourth episode of, yeah. of Hey Fam is all about Pixar um, and, we, and we kind of we don't rank our movies but we put them all in different tiers and uh, if you go back and listen, I remember we, we had the God tier. Yeah. And for me, that was taken up by Incredibles, Incredibles and Monsters, Inc. And the mine was Wally and maybe yep. Finding Nemo oh, or right. Toy Story. I can't remember. Look, Pixar, have it, Pixar maybe have the best track record. <laughs> what about racing track record? I'm talking Cars 2, baby. Mater's back. Ciao. <laughs> it's Mater's season, honey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I think... What's a Mater you? No more Cars sequels. What? That's why I'm sad. Should we, should we just dive in and talk about this movie? Should we talk about Hotel Transylvania 3? Three, the the long-awaited 14 years in the, the making. The long-awaited sequel to Incredibles. Incredibles Hotel Transylvania 3. It is, um, uh, you know, this time uh, the spooks are on the boat. and Look, it gets hard out there, you know, when you're Dracula. Uh, it, working Sunday in 9 to 5. <laughs> sometimes... You know, if you don't you don't think you want to take a holiday, but it's up to your family to put you on a motherfucking cruise. Yeah. You can get get some rays. It's a real and, uh, blue and collar. Just try, and, just try and get your fuck on. It's a movie that's real appealing to our blue collar uh, f- film lovers. You know, like yeah. a lot of a lot of dads out there really working nine to five, uh, stressed. You know, probably uncertain about their f- career, their just, future. Just getting their blood sucked. Getting, <laughs> getting their bee sucked, and then uh, next thing you know, you're on a cruise ship. Hanging out with mummies and good ghosts and your lovely uh, Frankenstein's monster wife. And, um, and Adam, Adam Sandler does your voice. And it's a good accent. It's funny. It's just a classic movie. Um, so I would give it five. I'll give it three Hotel Transylvania threes out of three. Yeah, I'm giving it six ghosts out of six. And look, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks Thank for you listening. so much, Angus. It's so fun. I love it. Uh, so Incredibles. Incredibles set the scene. Too. Set the scene. Where were you when Incredibles came out? Where did you uh, first Shell see Harbor, it? Shell Harbour, I saw it. It came out Boxing Day, I believe, yep. in Australia, which I didn't look up. I just have a stupid memory of days I've seen movies. Pixar's movies used to always come out on Boxing Day. No, they didn't. They they always like multiple times one came out on yeah, Boxing Day. And not always. Always. I think, sure. that's, I think that's definitely over. Over. Oh, just making up a lie, really. More of <laughs> more of that E three shit. I would never make up a You're lie. Back on that E three shit. 
Um, I was with my parents, my grandmother and my cousins, and we used to have a tradition of going to, I think like Peter Jackson's to blame, we started going to movies every uh, Boxing Day. Of know? course, the famous Pixar trilogy, the Lord famous, of the Rings. The famous Pixar trilogy, um, The Frighteners. <laughs> Uh, we, you know, and I think the Incredibles filled that void one year. It's packed cinema, like five in the afternoon session, and you know, it was Disney's in a way first foray into the superhero making. Yeah, filmmaking. So, so this was um, this movie came out in in America and the rest of the world uh, considerably earlier than it did in Australia. Did it really? Uh, yeah, because I on Christmas night at my uncle's house watched a pirated copy of The Incredibles. Fuck! What a loser. And. Uh, <laughs> Just the way Brad Bird w- flew in, he dropped off a coffee. Well, but like, but, but like, with every intention of seeing it the yeah, next yeah, day yeah. anyway. But like, you know, I'm a fucking teenager. I don't give a shit about yeah. like seeing things on the big screen for no, the first you, time. You I, how big I just wanted to see it for the first time, so before everyone else, so I could go brag to everyone on, on ICQ that I'd seen in The Incredibles. And then you've got a 12 pack of Lynx Africa waiting, or Java. Or yeah, 12 pack. Africa. Yeah. I just drank it all. Um, but yeah, I saw it. Um, I get high off Lynx. I saw a pirate copy of it at my at my uncle's house um, yeah. on Christmas Day. Wow. And I remember like enjoying it and then suddenly something clicking and going like oh my god I think this might be one of the best movies I've ever seen I remember watching it and not loving it as much as I loved other Pixar films on first watching right but as I've watched it over and over I see like it was very different compared it was the first film with um, human leads for Pixar And and a first movie with a death count death count human leads and also like very much set on our like you know normally the Pixar films at that point were about Hidden, um, you know, it's Bugs Life, like little things you didn't notice, toys, what happens when humans aren't there, Under the Ocean, yeah, Fedori, Monster Zinc, this e- other world. Every, every Pixar movie was inspired by um, Miyamoto uh, gardening. <laughs> yeah, literally. And, and <laughs> everything. And um, Miyazaki not hugging um, John Lasseter was the other <laughs> big inspiration. But, uh, you know, it was the first movie where Pixar were kind of like, yeah, no, it's like, it was not confronting by any means, but it was a, a shift. Yes, to pick stuff, and it was about a topic which, you know, at that point, was kind of we'd only seen trash superhero movies. That was the era of Daredevil. It was the era of like uh, just well, barely it, any superhero movie. Yeah, the X Men movies were X-Men. doing it best back then. Yeah, and uh, now we found out a lot of things about those movies that aren't so cool. Like what? Brian Singer. All oh, right, just that. Yeah, just calling out, just calling out everyone. This is a call out culture episode. podcast. Yeah, he like, you know, whatever. I won't say because I'll sue us. He but didn't hug John Lasseter. I think he taught John Lasseter how to hug. No, he was too old. Uh, John Lasseter's too uh, old for Brian Singer. No, no, seriously, he is. It's, uh, he's a shady dude, Brian Singer. Yeah, I know. Watched a doco about it last night. Oh, really? I did really. What's the doco called? Uh, an open Brian se- Singer, shady dude. It's it's the special features on X Two. The Hug Whisperer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a special feature. It's director's commentary of X Men Two. It's uh, <laughs> frightening stuff. What's the actual doco called? An open secret. And it's about Brian Singer. Uh, yeah, he's a huge character in it. It's about abused child actors. Let's not talk about. <laughs> Hectic. Yeah, that was my night last night. Jesus. <laughs> I was home alone. And a podcast I listened to was, rec- well, recommending, but they were talking about it a bit. And I was like, I'll check it out. And it's like, you know, Corey Feldman, all these people do. It's an open secret. Like, yeah, this is what happens. Which was more fun, that or Incredibles 2? It's kind of the same thing, really. All oh, right. Looking forward people to getting exploited. that. exploited. No, it's about exploitation. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I remember Incredibles coming out and just it, it, being like a, a favorite of mine immediately, I bought the uh, I bought everything to do with it. Like I bought the PS2 game. It's so John Lasseter of you, hugging the d- games. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you can hug a game. Yeah, but not. No, I, I don't like want to be associated with John Lasseter. No, you won't. I, okay, I renounce that association. Who else hugs games? Let us know. 
Hey, Me and Murdo definitely does. He okay. pulls like Pikmin out of his pockets. <laughs> You've seen that <laughs> when he comes. He pretends to play the trumpet on stage. He's a wild man. Yeah. Um, hold on. I was going to um, let my mum know that uh, my daughter's bunny uh, is at uh, at her Don't other, gra- other grandma's house. Oh, man. That um, sucks. Uh, whoops. Fuck. I, you know what? I'm going to Siri it to her. How about this? Um, this will be fun. It's at Dell's house. Cool. Should be fine, guys. Don't worry about it. Phew. Get an Apple Watch so you can have really awkward moments in Again, your Again, another ad too. that we're not getting any money for. No, much no. Like Apple, Apple pay me. Just did me they do? Though. Just me. Oh, well, I'm happy to do that with you. Uh, oh, no, no, just me. Well, I've had more Apple Watches than you, so perhaps I am more deserved, some would say, <laughs> of... Uh, Actually, uh, yeah, you, you've, uh, you've definitely talked, uh, talked me into... Um, yeah, I have, I, I, yeah, come on. Let's not, let's, not, let's not change the past. Let's change the past. By not changing the past. Yep. Sounds Very great. Very forward thinking. Um, so, uh, Incredibles 2 is what we're talking about. It's two of them. <laughs> it's a sequel. It's a sequel to Incredibles. And uh, it's still directed and written by Brad Bird. We're back to the swamp donkeys here. Uh, Fiona's back. <laughs> we're make, we're, this time we're parodying the Matrix movies. We're parodying Spider-Man scenes. Uh, it's all, all your favorite pop culture references. But it is weird, like, you know... Obviously, Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 are beloved sequels of Pixar, but then Monsters University is like, oh, it's mm. pretty good. I've got a soft spot for that, and I know, but I understand why it's not, it's not emotional at all. But I, I have a soft spot for that movie. It's because those characters are so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Finding Dory I thought was fine. Finding Dory is a great movie, I think. A very well-made movie, but I'd never have to watch it again. I'd much rather watch Finding Nemo over that any time. Yes, for sure. I just don't like the character of Dory that much. I, know well, that's I, I love Dory, but yeah. I, I think she's fine as a side character. Right. I just think, I, I find, I don't know, I found the father, the, the parent finding a kid's story to be more compelling and Dory is a nice co-pilot. But then they basically reverse that and she's the kid looking for her. I get it. I get it, Pixar. You flip the switch. Yeah, I can I, see I get it, Pixar. Parenting's tough sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, I mean, what else was there? They did the Cars movie. Like, we don't watch the Cars movies. I've seen the first one. That's yeah, it. I've seen the first one. So I, I yeah. want to see Cars 3. I don't know why. Apparently, it's got some emotional I, baggage. Uh, but a certain bad man made that one. And it depends where you want your a money. Bad man. The bad man. The bad man directed <laughs> that one. Um, what other sequels have they done? I think that's it, that's right? It. Yeah, that's it. Um, they've got another to- got Toy Story 4 on the way. Yeah, which is another movie that's had famous... Uh, Exits and entrances for different filmmakers, different writers. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone left who was writing that. Rashida Jones was writing it at one point. With really? Her. Yeah. She left after. She was one of the reasons, the catalyst of the Lasseter stuff coming out. Oh, right. The culture of Pixar. She Hexic. was like one of the. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who's making it anymore. I think it's Lee Unkrich has picked it up. Maybe. No, well, it's not him. Well, he did we'll eventually. Is there. It's still coming out. Is that coming out this year or next year? I don't know. I think they don't know. I think they're still trying to figure it out. Nice. Pixar movies don't have release dates so much as. Tentative release dates because they, they're one of those guys who don't make movies until uh, they're the type of guys till they're done who? till they're till they're finished. You know. Um, can we talk about Incredibles two, Angus? For fuck, we're sake. trying to. We're trying yeah, to. let's talk about it. Um, so, uh, I had pretty high expectations for this movie, in, in spite of the previews being a little lackluster. We've spoken about that though. Disney do make for animated films pretty like subpar, like lowest common denominator previews sure they just kind of there's a, a collection of jokes that don't really take so much about I miss, the story you know what they man in the 90s though they had some fire previews do you remember the preview for the lion king it was literally your opening scene 
yeah, the whole of course, circle of yeah, life. Yeah, I remember yeah. that starting when I saw, I think, the Mighty Ducks right. in the cinema. I remember that being a trailer and then it ending on that like drum beat and just the Lion King summer or something. And I was like, that's a movie. I had no idea what that was. It was like a short. It was like, a, it was amazing trailer. Beauty and the Beast had a similarly, I think, like epic trailer. They used to go for like big grandiose trailers, but these more comedic bent films are more like, uh, here is some subpar like jokes the whole family can get. Yeah, in of course. Successive fashion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like, I was excited for the movie, by all, definitely. Um, but the trailers were doing nothing for me, but I also wasn't disappointed by that because I understand. Yeah, so I still came in with high expectations, and I think overall they were definitely met. I think so. Um, yeah. I think I might... Like, I, I think if, 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 I, if I don't get too down to, the, down to brass taxes, like, you know, like, get too specific about things I disliked or wanted better about this movie, I think this movie was, was on par with the first one. I think it's more of a um, companion film than a true sequel. If that makes sense, it's it, it's a direct follow up to. Well, that, that's why I see it's like a companion. It's oh, almost okay, like sure. a direct. Fo- it's follow literally up, a follow yeah. on. I mean, the only voice cast member that doesn't return is Dash because that dude's balls dropped. I'm no, sure. also uh, 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 Rick Dicker. Oh, who's Bud Lucky? Um, who was the original voice for him? Right, died, and of that, I didn't know this. but no, I, I picked it straight away. It's Jonathan Banks from um, Yes Breaking, from Breaking Bad. Bad. Sure, sure, his, sure. Uh, Mike is uh, is his voice. Um, yeah, okay. He did a great job. Did an amazing job. Yeah, to the I, point I, where I didn't rec- realize yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, I, I'd see it like as a great companion film. It wasn't like a, maybe that's because it's set straight after. I don't know, but it's almost like you could watch those movies in succession. And it's I can't wait to as well. That'd be so much fun. Well, I, I watched one just before we saw two, and I can't wait to see like. The leap in the leap in animation is going to be astounding because it looks amazing. You see, uh, this isn't a slide on Pixar, but the Avengers, sorry, the Incredibles has aged a lot, especially their exterior scenes because I guess they didn't have the rendering power or something. The streets are empty. Sure, yeah, yeah. There's like very plain sets. Like I do, I know that was part of its '50s uber stylized, like big bold shapes. But the new film, like retro futurism, it was retro futurism, yeah. absolutely. But the new film, just like you think of the scene, like the train chase scene going through the city, and nighttime scenes with uh, Elastigirl swinging through the city. They are very vibrant cities. Yeah, these ones were kind of like just abandoned, and there's no one there, and it's always like the same time of day, and that's fine. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Overall, the movie looks like way much, much better. It um, looks so dynamic. And the, the absolutely. Design. But I, I found a few of the. Um, so you had character design problems. Character designs, designs and I, I watched because I've seen it twice now, and I saw it again. And like, how did it go? Second it's time. It's in the second. Oh, it's it's really really good. Um, it's not as good as when I saw the first one the second time. No. So I mean, the first one is kind of, you know, it's a great story about. I think this is why I didn't appreciate it as a teenager. I think I saw it when I was fifteen or sixteen. Um, it's about like a midlife crisis, which I haven't had, but it's about faltering and like. I can see it. I know the story now. You know, Brad Bird, young, promising director, and Iron Giant didn't do that well. And it's him kind of going, well, fuck, what am I supposed to do with my life? I was this great thing. I was promised. Like, it's an amazing story about being past your prime, the first Incredibles. And I think that's why it's like in my top three Pixar movies now. It's like something we're all going to have to deal with, especially. And parenting, superhero is an amazing allegory for being brilliant at something. You know, it's like there's always a point. And a risk is if you keep doing stuff, things are gonna you're gonna stop being great. And age is you know it's about. It, I think a hundred thoughts a mile. But that's why that movie I think speaks to everybody. Whereas two was more. It didn't have as a greater. It was more about a story that suited its universe as opposed to a story that you could translate allegorically to everyday life, which the, is fine. The, the first one is about a family trying to be superheroes and the second one is about well, family super, not trying to superheroes, be superheroes trying to be a family. Well, the first one's almost about family not trying to be superheroes because of the way society sure. is. Like, but I mean, it's like, you know, Bob is trying to be a superhero. Bob's while, trying while, to be a superhero. While, while being and it's part, like yeah. him cheating on his wife, him going out at night trying to like be a superhero yeah, without totally. anyone finding out. And yeah, and this is more like a... 
it's like this is like Fantastic Four in a great way. Fan uh, FF, Fantastic Force. What is it called? Uh, Fantastic Foundation. Future Foundation. Future Foundation. It, it, this is what that is. You know, give Brad Bird a fucking Fantastic Four movie, please, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Like, once you that, that Fox deal happens, give this motherfucker, you know, Levens is almost over the trauma of Tomorrowland. Give this guy a live action cast. <laughs> make the Fantastic Four movie. But this, 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 this I think. You're not, you're not helping by giving me action figures based off the uh, Tomorrowland I like to franchise. Trigger you. I like to remind you that sometimes uh, I am in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the diabolical villain. Hey fam, but I do think this 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 movie's story is much like Finding Dory. It was like a great story for that film's universe, and maybe not as necessarily universal or that. Oh, I know what this is about. It's not as clearly a yeah, metaphor well, for something, which is fine. I definitely think that this. Uh, I mean, what is the story? Uh, th this? this is how I felt when I was watching Toy Story three, which is just very emotional at seeing these characters that I've essentially grown up with. Um, treated so well with the yeah. same amount of love and adoration that I have for the characters. Toy Story 3 is still the best sequel, I think, maybe of all time and definitely the best sequel in the Pixar canon by far. Just like for, for it to come back after a, a long gap and, and be as incredible yeah. and loving as that movie is but to, also towards the, its characters. Also the fact that movies, the, the distance between those two films, which I think was, what, 10 years? It, they, they use that as part of the plot, which I really appreciate, with Andy being a grown man. Yeah, I yeah. think that's extremely important, and I think that's why that movie is more emotional. Well, I think that I know that's why that movie is emotional. We all know why it's emotional. It's about letting go of something and bit gr outgrowing something. And that movie handles that face on. This movie was never going to have that because Dash and Violet are the same age. You know what I mean? There's, there, there, it has to, but it has to be that because they wouldn't be in the movie if it aged. Yeah, I, want, I wonder what it would be like if they did try. I wonder if they toyed around with it doing a time jump. I think Brad Bird's justified it. And I, I could be paraphrasing. I think I've read this somewhere. Or I may have even heard it in an interview um, that the movie was about the family. And if you're going to jump in time, Violet and Dash aren't part of that family. They've moved on. They've got their own families. And totally. They've just become a family unit as a superhero thing. It would be kind of almost a rip-off to not see that in action. Yeah. I've got to say things. I, I love seeing Violet subplot. I thought I was so glad she had... Violet's my MVP of the movie. She had the greatest story and she, I seriously, my MVP too. To see like those... Her subplot to me, while not as the crux of the storyline as much as the first one, it was like... It was, it was her Bob story for this one. Like the real life results of being a superhero sure. and what that means in your real life. But just as a teenager and... You know, the memory erasing and being forgotten by somebody, like, and her being invisible and being forgotten. Like, it was, I, I, I love that shit. I thought that was super fun. And just that was the emotional crux of the movie, I thought. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she, she actually has the emotional, most emotional moment of the first movie for me is when she uh, isn't able to put the force fields up. Yes, yes, um, when the plane gets exploded. Yeah, and she's and trying, that's huge. And she, and she's okay. trying to explain to her mom afterwards why she couldn't. It's not that she didn't want to, it's that she couldn't. Yeah. She was trying. I and mean, that, 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 that always gets me going. But Yeah, I think, I think she's a great... She, her character is great. And I just love seeing, you know, the dad trying to... You know, we're so used to seeing dads or don't hang out with boys but this dad was trying to fix this problem and I thought that was a cool unique thing to see in a film of a dad being like come on we'll try and make him remember you we'll go well, to the it, restaurant yeah, Bob has such an amazing arc in this movie and I think we should say like right now we are going to go into spoilers oh yeah of course um, we haven't so far well done to us yeah that's um, so weird of us but um, the they um, you know his arc is amazing in that like you know it's him thinking that he's going to be the hero and um, and like from from that point onward like uh Realizing, like, oh shit, you know, like I've I've got to let my wife be yeah. a hero, and, and it's then, done and well. It picks and up, and then that. it's like you know him realizing I can be a hero at home too, and yeah, like, it's like Mr. Mom, yeah, totally. it's essentially Mr. Mom. But, but also, it's nice that they carry on the whole like 
the reason why hero supers were bad was because they're the damage they control and it's kind of a cool angle i think where they're like no one's ever seen what you guys do they always see the aftermath and i've never thought of that like we do because the camera follows these characters and we see moments that the general public don't see but the general public in this universe only ever see like the destroyed cities yeah. or the destroyed and but and, and they're told in the, at the start of the movie that, that it would have been much better if they did nothing because insurance it, covers exactly, money and it, yeah. that's kind of cool and i like that 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 to me was like a great carry-on of the themes of the first movie where totally. it's just like this is why you're banned and why you you know why these heroes are itching to go out and Crime fight, essentially. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but it, why do they pick Elastigirl? This, this, uh, these guys to be like because the she has the lowest. Um, She's like, like the most popular and has no, the lowest like lo- lo- damage. Lowest damage, yeah. exactly. Which yeah, was yeah. cool. No, I yeah, like that. Yeah. It was a really clever. And it was great seeing Holly Hunter uh, do her shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I enjoyed Frozone having a bigger role. Frozone this, was this great. Time. I still, I was glad we didn't reveal the wife. Oh uh, yeah, I, I just like that's my favorite scene in the Incredibles. Of course it is. Like, and yeah. I'm like, I really didn't want them to I reveal. I am your what? It was great. Yeah, um, but look, one of the one of the greatest things about the, is this, is the story in the first movie, and I think yeah. that's where this movie only slightly lacks. I think it doesn't hold a candle to the twist in um in the first. No, movie. No, the villains nowhere near as impactful. Well, I just wish that they didn't even try for that for a twist in Same. this one. I, I wish I, it was just someone new. It's like, is this the trope now of the Incredibles? It's the person that they know that's always going to be a villain. Like, but, well, like I mean, them. like Buddy isn't in Bob's life when he reappears. He, he is no. someone that was a, a very small part of Bob's life, but we just happen to see scene featuring yeah. him at the start of the movie so the reveal of that is really powerful and, yeah. and it makes sense I mean the first but Incredibles he's almost like the Adrian Veidt of um, Watchmen like he's someone who totally. wants to invent a drama and then come in and save the day and prove that superheroes but his is also about distribution of power which is like another reading into it but he's like it's very much like Watchmen for kids I mean this is yeah I think I saw a Incredibles around the same time I first read The Watchmen and I was like oh my god this is like The Watchmen yeah, like, it's totally. a guy inventing a disaster to come in and save the day where this one was more about I could see what they were doing but also Brad Bird's admitted recently that they didn't have they had no idea who the villain was going to or what the villain would be until the end I kind of wish the it villain, was a villain like I, I, even though I think Catherine Keener did amazing voice work and as a whole this I think it's my favourite voice work in a Pixar movie ever yeah, yeah. Um, all the performances are really really strong I think so but, as well but uh, uh, I um you know, you, you pick that she's the villain very early on. Yeah. And this is becoming like a pretty common thing with Disney movies like Coco. Mm-hmm. I, p- I picked all the twists. Yeah. Before See, my, I didn't. But I didn't, I didn't mind it during Coco because, but in this, this, that one twist you that, want that was more. her, I was like, okay, are we being led to think that it's her and there's going to be a double twist or is it going to be just someone completely unrelated to the situation? Yeah. Which is what I was hoping for. Like when you saw it was the pizza boy at one stage, you're like, oh, maybe it's this guy. Yeah, Which we totally. all knew it wasn't. But yeah. it was also like, oh, that's an interesting. Oh, I like, yeah. I mean, I kind of like the idea that it was nobody as well. I wish it played on that more. Yeah, sure. I wish, I wish, and it does. You've got to look at it that way, but I wish it was more the story that like there is no villain like we created a villain and we created a story plot like it would have been cool if like if the the, that brother and sister Bob Odenkirk and Catherine Keener's characters they accidentally created this like you know like they unleashed an Ultron style like AI that that became a a super villain because you know they were experimenting in technology and maybe they accidentally created an AI I don't know like I've seen but that would have been more satisfying to me it's like them still trying to do the right thing even though they're the ones who caused it yeah Um, I can see uh, that but yeah, look, that's minor gripes. It is. It is still it's a beautiful looking movie. It's, 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 it's about family. What do you think of the Jack Jack stuff? I fucking loved it very, so much. Jack Jack versus the uh, raccoon. I mean, that's the biggest very laughs cheap in the laughs, movie. but also like very earned and very fun laughs. And the fact that like 
Oh yeah, they don't know about that he has powers. Well, the audience I'm, does, well, but no well, one yeah, else but, does. As audience, we don't know the extent of his powers. No, so we, you know, you see so many of them, and when he when he just starts like multiplying himself, Edna and was turns brilliant. To it was nice to see Edna have a really soft side. That's I love my that. favorite. My favorite scene in yeah, this movie. Like, yeah, likewise, how she's obsessed with Jack Jack. The bit where she's first like. I'm not a baby person. Yeah. And um, then she's th- like, no charge, darling. Th- then he sneezes, but Jack just sneezes, and then uh, he, 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 Disappears tur- he the turns room. into Edna, like yeah. makes himself morph into Edna, then sneezes, and then as she's about to catch him, he levitates, and she just goes, oh my God. That's great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then really it cuts good. to her, like, Ushering Bob out of the, out of the house. She's like, so go, go, she go, 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 go. We'll take this. I thought it was, it was so great. And then you get there the next day. and It's such an he's earned... Got, he's got the lollipop. That's um, right. And, oh, it's I such just, an earned scene as well. Like, you're dying to see... You forget how much you love Edna. And they didn't and overuse it. It, no. was, it was the perfect amount of Edna. It was almost... It was as used as sparingly as the first film. Exactly. Know, like, one yeah, scene, yeah. basically. One scene and a, and a follow-up. I love the design. I'm a sucker. I, I loved seeing... Um, uh, Johnny Quest. <laughs> yes, just on, just straight up watching Johnny Quest on the television. But, like, and it's crazy because like who Warner Brothers or Hanna Barbera owned that, so it's like Disney had the rights to, bought the rights to show like um, that Dash is watching Johnny Quest. I yeah, thought that great. was so cool. Yeah, me too. I, I love the that. house design. I love that sixties. Like, uh, but I loved it was like you know they really really technologically advanced. Yeah, like all retro. the pools and everything. I, 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 I love seeing the Incredible again. Incredible I thought that was great. So awesome. I wanted more of the Incredible almost. Yeah, I but the, oh my god, the fucking escape scene when yeah. they're getting rid of like, getting, getting when away. all the heroes are in the house. I love seeing new hero designs. So I, I like this is where I like so there are a few faces that I thought looked way too like video game. Yeah. It looked they looked Who like is? background characters and like like the, the news host. Um, oh yeah, they yeah, were yeah, just yeah, sure. like a little. Bit I can't remember too, them that well. They were exaggerated in ways that other characters in this universe's facial features aren't. Like you look at Bob's, who's so dynamic, and totally has wrinkles, and, and, and I just this really looks like they were like double fine yeah, um, yeah, 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 characters, yeah. like in like Brutal Legend yeah, or something yeah, like, like that, like uh, big, Fortnite characters, big sausage heads, and yeah. like yeah, and, really then, and some of the some of the new heroes. Um, designs and voices as well. I, I, I wish were a little different. But this sure. is just me. These are minor gripes. Minor gripes. Um, I got to watch it again. I mean, that stuff didn't leap out to me at all immediately. If I'm honest, I was fine with the character designs. I was like, I was ready to be really disappointed by this movie, and I absolutely wasn't. Yeah, I think it's. I think also people are digging it. Like the critics, it's the highest grossing uh, opening for an animated film of all time. That's so insane. It's Fuck. insane. Yeah, because it was always like a bit of a cult. How much I, money are people spending on movies this year, though? That's the worrying thing. But Disney's getting it all. I know. <laughs> it's wild. I mean. That's a bigger problem too. Uh, the short. Now you didn't like the short. Bow. Okay. I, I'm. I'm just. I'm. A, I'm a, it's sweet. I'm. I'm just being a bit too woke about it. What? Like, what? What are you being woke about? Tell me. I just like. I know that it was created by an like the, the creator, female of it is, Asian is, director. Is, yeah. But so many of the rest of the cast, the rest of the people who made that movie, aren't. And some of the the character designs I thought were like kind of ugly to begin with, but also like. Dangerously close to a stereotype that if I was a little Asian kid, I don't know if I would be that stoked sure. in everyone calling me fucking bow at the, in the schoolyard and shit. This right. is me overthinking it. Yeah, maybe I it totally is. I mean, I um, I, th- I, s- I thought the character design was I was I thought it was a bit of a breath of fresh air because Pixar has a very human like the humans kind of look the same. Yeah, yeah, no. And I, I was very I like to see dad. like this chibi look. Yeah, the dad was the dad great. looks great. The, reminded me, I think I told you on text like reminded of my neighbors the Yamadas. Yeah, uh, which was like a comic strip that then was uh, Studio Ghibli animated. It's their only computer generated film. Um, so, but I can see I get like I can see where you're coming from. I thought the story. If maybe if the movie wasn't made by a, a director, it didn't feel like it genuinely did come from a place of experience. It still felt reliant on stereotypes, and I, I think look, I, this is look, I, I, um, everyone is, is is entitled to feel completely differently to mm. me. But yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was really sweet, but um, 
I don't know if I liked it overall. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I thought it was enjoyable. It did what I expect to do with a Pixar short. You get kind of emotional for a minute and then yep. watch the movie and forget about it immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I haven't looked into it much more than that, but I think it's cool that they're finally having, like, finally, uh, there's a woman director. Yeah, who, totally. And she will forever be the first woman director. She started off as an intern, I was reading. Oh, I thought, she was I thought, stoked. I thought, Her mum came in and made the dumpling for everybody. Oh, wow, and that's and they so, animated okay, it. Okay, so it clearly does come from a, from a genuine place of Oh, absolutely. So, and she was like, uh, oh, man, she, she's given an interview being like, I was an... Because the movie, again, is an allegory for overprotective parents. Of course, yeah, yeah. The f- she said that's why first, she made it. She the was first thing Pixar movie has ever done that, that, that is uh, linked to that. Yeah, it's the only time <laughs> their parents... Uh, she's given some great interviews about her being raised as an Asian kid in a West... She was from Toronto, but Asian family, and being extremely overprotected. And she saw it as... I mean, she, that's where the story came from. Yeah. She's like, this was my childhood. Yeah, but look, I, 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 love, I love that we get the shorts. Find. I remember that... The, I think it was Coco. We, I didn't get a short before Coco. There wasn't a short. No, you know why? It was that fucking frozen one, thing one, where yeah, everyone right. was like, it was half an hour long and everyone was like cooked by the time that was over. <laughs> quite literally. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I would rather one that, um, I'd rather a short that kind of like confuses me like Bao yeah. did than not one at all. So the director got her mother to come in and, and show the actual recipe and it's just loading now, but it's like animated. She drew it in the style of the film and her mother is like based off the mother. Yeah. That's her and her mother, and she's like, "Can you come in and send the recipe?" And she, oh wow, yeah. Oh, this is on Eater. Maybe we should share this on our page this week. Yeah, for sure. Because the food was yeah, so that good. She's like, "My mum, and that's me." Like, oh, that's really really sweet. Yeah, the, like, I, I, I did, I did like it. I just, I don't know. I overthought it. Sometimes we do that. It's, it, it, oh, it, it it's comes to having a do. podcast. <laughs> yeah, it comes from being on the fucking internet in 2018. Yeah, totally. Like literally, you. Have uh, but to I haven't, I haven't seen any hot takes about it. This is just my like. Yeah. Look, if it wasn't it, made by, and this isn't even me giving a take. This is just my like. Yeah. Uh, it's a thought in the back of the my, my mind as I watched it. That's I watched all. it just as a simple film go about breaking down like the union rights of like which migrants got paid or whatever. Um, and <laughs> I was like, it's a nice, sweet piece of storytelling with a surprising like weird twist at the end. And like the whole thing was maybe like the whole thing was like an illusion. And yeah, yeah, totally. She, you saw it from the mother's point of view, which yeah. was this whole time it was a, a a real life person. Those dumplings looked fucking good though. Well, and I was also, immediately hungry, and I was right she near cooks, the meal that she cooks for for Bao. Yeah, um, I was so hungry, and I was like t- twenty meters from a Din Tai Fung. I saw it across the road at Central Park, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm so." But I also felt bad about eating a dumpling. <laughs> um, so I guess the big question after seeing Incredibles two, we had to wait fourteen years for the sequel. Yeah. Do you want? An Incredibles 3 Yeah sure Yeah I mean I also can live Very fine without one Totally I'm not clamouring for I, one look, I only want one If Brad Bird writes And directs it Yeah I don't want anything else And I'm happy for Brad Bird To do other things I'm happy if this is How the movie ends mm-hmm. I don't need more um, I know I don't know Like yeah I'll see what happens Would you Does this mean the Undermimer game's not canon anymore? Yes They've okay. completely under Which was That was no good the, Okay The actual Incredibles game That was like You got to play as all of the the family At some point no good game. game That was brilliant Yeah that's That's a really really great yeah, game yeah. And they made one called The Rise the of the Underminer The sequel to that was The Rise of the Underminer and, right. and you play as Frozone Or Mr. Incredible And okay. it's uh, like It's pretty shit Sure 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 yeah. sure I get that Um, Yeah I'll, I'll definitely take one But it's also I'm not like Clamoring for one immediately. Do you think they'll, they'll announce one or based on no, the success of this? I don't think so. I think Pixar have got their slate pretty full for the moment, um, and there maybe maybe the culture of these movies, uh, Disney will be like, let's take things slow. Yeah, I'm fuck. happy for that. That'd I be mean, amazing if that's we've the got Toy Story learned. four and some untitled Pixar films. I've, I was looking at their schedule last night, and it's just like a couple of untitled projects. I'm ha- I, I I think that's healthy. Do you reckon that um, Incredibles two will be like the second biggest earning movie beneath Infinity War? 
Or no, it's Infinity yeah. War, Black Panther. Yeah, they're going to really, be number one and two. I can't two. believe Black Panther came out this year too. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I really do think Disney will probably have the top like three to five film spaces yeah, yeah. because. Yeah, there's there's I, no Fast and Furious movie this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be them. And was it Aquaman this year or is that next year? That's Aquaman, next year. Aquaman's not even going to be in the top 10, man. Is that kidding? this year or next year? That's this. Oh, who knows? Yeah, I don't think it's going to yeah. be top 10. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Ven- oh, wait, Venom. Venom will be number one. <laughs> if Venom's number one, baby, it's back on the ch- Venom's back and this time he's not Topher Grace. <laughs> I hope there's a Topher Grace role in Venom. What, what as? It's always funny when they're a position of... No, you know what? Just just, just Topher Grace doing... Um, I wanted to be a taxi driver like, like Dan Aykroyd Stan- in, um, oh, yeah, yeah. in She Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no symbiote. I want him to say that. I'm going to look down the barrel of the camera, mug that shit and be like... I ain't going uptown and I ain't afraid of no symbiote. Yeah, I hope that happens. That'd be cool. I'd love... I think... And I'd like Tobey Maguire to get killed like Bill Murray was. That's <laughs> I just right. want him to... <laughs> I literally want him... I want Venom to be a shot-for-shot remake of, um, the late, of uh, Ghostbusters 2016. Sorry, Ghostbusters answer the call. That's right, jeez. And I want um I want I want all the Venom boys and I want all the Venom heads from uh the, the Sam Raimi trilogy to get fucked up and killed off. And I want like a bust of um Kirsten Dunst like they had Harold Ramis as just right. a statue. I think that's nice and respectful. I love it, great. Despite the fact she's still alive. <laughs> um that's just a nice way of going we're referencing the movie kind of. It's beautiful. Sony do it so well. I love that movie. I love that studios. I like the panic at the no the uh, is it Fallout Boy or who was it who did the Ghostbusters theme it's song? It's Fallout Boy and Missy Elliott. I love that. I think that's cool. I think it's <laughs> fun, and I definitely think that's a good decision that like a person in touch with the culture has made. You've said culture, I think, twenty times this episode. I'm calling it out. I'm calling out all culture. Call out culture. I'm calling out culture. Well, like, I guess this was a tremendous episode and a great experience to have with you. It was great. Um, <laughs> it was it was incredible. It was Incredibles. Maybe this is the third Incredibles movie we all wanted all along. Maybe uh, the Incredibles trilogy was the incredible trilogy we had inside us the whole time. It's beautiful. Facebook.com slash HeyFanPodcast is where you can find us online or at Changus on Twitter and Instagram for Angus. Or Levdog with a D-A-W-G on Twitter, Instagram for Levens. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. HeyFanPodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Share your thoughts on the, uh, on the movie. Did share you enjoy your it? thoughts. Share your thoughts. <laughs> or thoughts. Drop a pick. Drop a pick. If you, hey, if you're listening right now, drop a pick. Drop a pick. Where is all my listeners? Drop a pick right now. It doesn't matter where you drop it. Just we want you all to take a moment. Drop a pick. Um, also, next week we'll be hitting you with a new long gestating uh, Hey FM. Yep, a new, uh, a new episode of our, 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 our radio show. It's going to be huge. Patreon only. Patreon.com slash Hey Fan to access Listen that. Listen up, you cheap prick. Patreon only. And uh, why don't you go over to your iTunes or your, your Stitcher or your whatever, whatever you listen leave to Leave a review. Leave a review and then check out all my other podcasts. I'm this close to... No, I won't say that. But just leave a review. <laughs> There's so many off-mic things I can't wait to hear. Yeah, I forget. I'm, I'm going to stop recording so you can let me in. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for listening. Enjoy your f- morning. Enjoy your mother effing morning. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.